What's up, guys? Um, Alright, so it's a fresh morning. I'm on. <clears throat> pick up where I left off. Um, and I have a traveling mic. I'm walking down to this creek. Um, honestly, I really wanted you guys to get, a, get to hear this, like, this one particular noise, dude. It's freaking awesome. It's like, <clears throat> I don't know, you'll hear it. It's water. So, anyways. Started working for um, Shane for Gallimore Construction, and uh, it was pretty cool. We did um, we did a lot of really cool uh, projects. Before I tell you about the projects, though, I want to tell you a little story. So <laughs> this guy we worked with, Jason, he's cool, dude. Um, we were building a deck, and it was like 12 feet in the air, and we had taken all the rails off, and Shane had even, dude, he even mentioned it. He was like, I wonder if we should put up a safety rail. And Jay's like, nah, we ain't gonna do it. And he looked at me like, unless he does it. But, anyways, um, <laughs> so we had the, the rail off, and I was going to get something one day. I don't remember what I was going to get. It was something. But I was going down the stairs, and then I was coming back up the stairs, go figure. So, I'm walking up the stairs, and as soon as my eye line is, like, directly across the, uh, the bottom of the deck, dude, he's, like, walking normal pace, and just, like, stepped off the deck, dude, and I was like, I mean, ain't, in that moment, there ain't nothing you can do except look at it like, whoa. So, right below where he is, there's a big-ass pile of rocks. I mean, he's destined to break his leg, right? Wrong. He's like a 250-pound fucking ninja. This motherfucker somehow, like... Twists, I guess he was a diver or something. He twists his body and like kicks off the deck. So yeah, he went splat, but he went splat flat on some fucking grass instead of some fucking rocks that have fucked him up way worse. Dude, he was back to work in like two weeks. I was like, damn, son, I'm impressed. But he's just like, boy. Mama didn't raise no bitch. Alright. So. My boss Shane. He shot me one day. I mean. I guess everybody gets ill with me every once in a while. But that ain't why he shot me. Hush your mouth. What had happened was. We were putting up a 2x12. And I had my arm like wrapped around it on the ladder. Holding it up. And because. Um, we couldn't, the, the board's only an inch and a half thick, and you don't want the screws to protrude out, so Shane was shooting them in at an angle. I mean, it's all good. But this board was like extra slick and extra fucking tough, and well, I wasn't looking. He shot the gun, and evidently he had it at an angle where the nail ricocheted off the board and shot me in the fucking arm. Honestly, I didn't even notice. Uh, Jason was like, bro. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you looking at? And he's like, look at your arm, dude. And so I went to look at, uh, I went to look at my arm, and there's a fucking nail sticking out, dude. And I was like, what? So I pulled this bitch out, and blood just starts pouring out. It was awesome. 
So what I decided to do, because my boss is so meticulous, dude, he didn't ever screw up anything. So I waited till his birthday and I went to Hobby Lobby and got a shadow box and put the nail in it and then fucking gave it to him as a little reminder. <laughs> his face, when he, when he put two and two together, it was fucking hilarious to watch his face. And I promise you, he still has it. Um, <laughs> dude, we did this one remodel. Dude, the house had structural damage. Like, we had to jack a corner of the bathroom up before we could rebuild it. Rebuild the whole bathroom. Did a fucking awesome custom shower with a bench and uh, wall niches and fucking glass uh, glass walls and door. It was, I mean, it was fantastic. Fresh bed. I mean, it was new everything. New subfloor, new everything. Dude. And, uh... So we got done building it, and dude, not a month and a half later, that bitch burned down, dude. We have this theory that this lady knew that her house was shit. She got this fresh remodel, so then when it burned, she got like super extra insurance money. But it's just a theory, and I ain't naming names, so it's okay to speak about a theory, I guess. At least that's the way I'm rationalizing it. Dang, man, I'm looking for a rock. Good boy. Dog just took a shit. Um, oh shit! <laughs> I'm trying to find these rocks, dude. There's this one set of rocks that there's this one spot that when you sit there, it's like 7D sound of water rushing, and it's in two different places at once. Like it's it's like awesomeness. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Well, that's right. I'm not going to worry about it too much. I'm just going to sit down here and chill and talk. So. Oh, dude. Well, so. I loved working for Shane. But, man, he pissed me off sometimes, dude. Like, we had this one job. We had this one job where we did a 1,600 square foot remodel. I put the whole fucking floor in. Um, we had to re, we had to frame out all the walls around the concrete walls, put up plastic before we did that uh, as a waterproofing barrier. Um, put in a whole ass grid ceiling. Dude, cutting tiles on a grid ceiling is hard enough, but when they're resist and dude, and you gotta cut a lip out of everything that you cut, dude, fuck that. But this one time, I was running all the wires. I was trying, I ran all the wires in the whole place and ran everything to where the panel was going to go so the electrician could come in and do the panel, right? Well, we had to put in a three-way switch. And I fucking looked up a diagram online, how to do it. I'd done one before, but it, I mean, I spent fucking four hours doing it and I don't recall what I did. So I'm looking it up. So it's like, yeah, you can do this. So I did it. I did it exactly how the fucking book said. Or how my diagram said. Um, I basically just ran a 14-3 to the fixture and carried the fix carried the red wire from the fixture just through and jumped it to the switch. Cause you gotta have a you gotta have a traveler wire from one switch to the other. All right, so I did that. It's fine. Works great. Shane comes and looks at it. And he made me fucking... He's like, no, nah, dude, that's not going to work. He's like, that, that's not right. And I was like, what? 
He's like, that's not right. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, look, look at this diagram. And this motherfucker pulls up a diagram from the same website I used, which is correct, but it's not like correct. Instead, it's like also correct. As in like either way fucking works. As in you would be the teacher that my math problem would have got the wrong answer even though it was the right answer. Come on, man. Apples and potatoes. Anyway, so I was pissed off at him when he did that. And it was really hard balancing, you know, shows and festivals and drugs and doing hard mathematical labor, man. And... You know, I get, it got to the point where I would work during the day and I will do a bunch of ketamine at night and try to wake up the next day and pretend like nothing had happened. And it's tough, dude. That's tough It's fuck when you're having to, like, calculate things in your head all day, man. Scrambled egg brains and calculations aren't exactly best friends. I mean, they might be neighbors, but let's just say they're the neighbors that build a big fucking fence between them. So, <clears throat> then I met Brooke and, uh, you know, I got a chance to live the lifestyle that I'd always thought about living that I didn't with Callie because we lived a little more low-key lifestyle. Um, so I ran around having a bunch of fun, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's not here. Well, yeah. So then I met this place called Woody's in Birmingham, Alabama. And it's no longer open, which sucks, but when it was, it was magical for anyone in the electronic dance music scene in Birmingham. I love that place. I love Neil, the owner. We have our differences, but... He'll forgive me one day for being an asshole. Man, it's so beautiful right here, man. If you're hearing what I'm thinking you're hearing... Ooh-wee! So... I also met back up with my new best friend, Ketamine, and I did a lot of K, dude. It's a dissociative, it, it kind of, it, it'll, it'll, it helped me focus on what I needed to work on myself and help me forget about everything else. Um, and so it was kind of a, the suppressant that I chose. I don't like opiates or anything like that. I've never been into all that. Um, started selling drugs. Still working for Shane. Started selling drugs. Um, because when I was doing that, I was able to just stay home, you know? Like, when I wasn't working, I was able to have an excuse or a reason to just stay home and, and <clears throat> be close to mom. Ah, I miss her, man. Um... I kind of set up mom's. <laughs> I kind of set up her house as a trap house, which if you don't know what a trap house is, it's like a house you sell drugs out of. Which I guess I kind of just explained, but not giving you a name for it. Um, I didn't do it like under her nose or anything. I did it because she wanted me to do it. <laughs> she enjoyed the company. She enjoyed having people around to to talk to and um, just kind of get her mind off of guy. I think I kind of reminded her of guy and just as far as us all being together and stuff and so it's it was nice to, for her to stay distracted plus when i went to like music festivals and stuff she got dubbed the nickname el chapo because she didn't mind taking care of stuff like i get a bunch of packages ready for anybody that need anything and i'd head to the festival and then they could go by and see el chapo and pick it up 
She loved it, dude. She loved it. <laughs> Every time somebody called her on Chopper, she got the, the she got the best smile I had seen from her since Scott was around, and it was totally, totally fucking worth it. I love that lady, man. <laughs> and she didn't really like to get high um, on weed, so. Every once in a while, she'd come to me and she'd be like, Hey, Nathaniel. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Like, I, I kind of want to get fuzzy today. <laughs> and to her getting fuzzy was smoking some weed. And I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> what she did love was LSD. Because the LSD didn't counteract with any of her medications that she was supposed to be on. And she got a really good trip in her head. And she liked three hits of LSD. That was her thing. Look, for all of you that have ever tried a half a hit or hit, and you're like, whoa, man. Look, my family blood, I don't know what it is about it. Let's just say we can handle our drugs. <laughs> Until you give mom four hits. Because, whoa. I gave her four hits, and there ended up being like... Eggs in the bathroom floor and a shoe in the microwave and I was just like ah, I think we're gonna stick with three hits from now on. <laughs> oh man, I did love getting fucked up. I went to Woody's one time and uh <laughs> So I had these like mo I had these Molly pills and I'd, I'd take the crystal Molly and cap it up and they were real strong dude. So I took one and I got impatient with the gel cap that had to dissolve and I took another one. And these are point two of like pure crystal molly. I'm talking about this shit is strong. So when <laughs> about the time I ate the second one, the first one kicked in and I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> well, let's enjoy this about 30 minutes. <laughs> and about 30 minutes later, dude, I'm talking about. I couldn't fucking move, bro. I was just standing there, my eyes were jiggling, and I picked up a green balloon off the floor, and I was just like, picked it up right in front of my face, and I was just like, kind of rubbing it on my nose and just staring at it, my eyes were jiggling, and I don't realize it until I checked uh, Snapchat later. <laughs> but my homie Garrett uh, recorded me doing this, and he's like zooming in and out, zooming in and out with a caption that says "drugs are bad, girl." <laughs> fucking asshole. But it was cool. Anyways. I also like to K-dance, and because some ketamine will put you in what's called a K-hole. So, I would do a big-ass bump of ketamine, and I'd be walking, and wherever I fell into a K-hole, I just kind of stopped. And went into a different world for a minute, let's say. So, at some point, the DJ's playing good music all night long, but at some point you hear that beat, boy. You hear that beat, boy, and when you hear that beat, it just fucking snaps you out of that K-hole and you just start dancing like a motherfucker. Dude, like I'm telling you, I'd be standing there, sometimes alone on the dance floor, like a statue, come out, get to town, and all of a sudden you got 25, 30 motherfuckers on the dance floor going ape shit, bro. I can't tell you how awesome of a feeling that is dude you can just feel the positive beautiful good energy of this world man so what i'm saying are drugs aren't bad and good drugs just need to be done in moderation i promise you you can't overdo them without having retarded consequences i can't say that i can't say that word i'm sorry i'll have to edit that out 
without having refarted consequences. Yes, I said refarted. I did not say the other word, and I will explain that word later. <laughs> um, so, why do I want to be famous? Well, first of all, right now my only claim to fame is selling drugs to a famous person's manager. And... You know, although when I say it, it's, I think it sounds cool. That's fucking... I don't want that to be my claim to fame. I want to be famous. But that's not why I want to be famous. I want to be famous because I need money. And I don't have any other way of getting money fast. I'm not going to sell drugs anymore. So the only other way is to try to make you guys pee in your pants. Laughing hard enough and get paid to do it. Because if you... If I can make it and I can get lots of money, I promise you I'm going to try to help the world. And that's all there is to it. Um, so, at a certain point after doing all these drugs and my biological dad, he passed. And, you know, we didn't have the greatest relationship. Um, you know, he stole some money from me and moved to New Orleans one time and that kind of burned our relationship. I'd let him live with me. And, uh, you know, we kind of reconciled after that. We talked a few times. He got diabetes and uh, he ended up having a leg ch uh, leg amputated and, you know, not <clears throat> not long after that he had, it got infected and he had to have the other leg amputated and it wasn't a couple months later and he passed. Um... And I didn't really know how to feel about that um, either. Uh, we didn't we didn't have a service or anything. Uh, my sister was gonna organize something, but well, I, let's just say that didn't happen. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So <clears throat> I started doing more drugs. And let me tell you, as a drug salesman, <laughs> well, that's real easy. <laughs> so, you know, you just gotta get adjusted to the margins. Which, fuck it, dude. I was working another job, so I didn't care. I mean, shit, I was, dude, I was making money hand over foot. Are you kidding me? So then that Christmas, I got um, Libby for mom. And Libby is fucking awesome. Um, I had, I still have her. I have her and Bruno with me um, on this journey. Uh, we went to get Libby, and we showed up. And let's just say I'm glad she turned out to be awesome because she was the last dog left. Like you go to get a dog any other time, and every cage is full. You go at Christmas, and well, it's the exact opposite. But we found Libby. Libby came to us, and she's a sheltered dog, but she provides so much love, man. When she's just like... Now, she... I didn't know that her teeth were bad until one day. I don't even know why I was jiggling one. I was jigg I gave her a little chicka chicka choo and that motherfucker was loose as shit. So I went... I took her to the dentist, and I was like, I don't know if something's right. So I got her teeth cleaned, and she had a five fucking teeth removed, dude, right from the front of her face. And... It's cool, kind of. Well, 
it's good for her because she doesn't use those teeth to chew anyway, so you can still chew hard food and soft food. And it's cool because if you're in a fucking bad mood, bro, you just go find her and squeeze her lips open a little bit, and I promise you're gonna chuckle, dude. You can't help yourself. Like, I promise she ain't mad about it because it made her feel way better get them hose pulled. I mean, she had, dude, the second that I realized that she had been, oh my god, you saw it! I was never gonna be able to tell you! She's been hurting me for a year and a half! Whoop, whoop! Like, she had to be really fucking excited. I mean, shit. I would have been. I don't know. Dude, and probably the most thankful thing I am for, for sure, is getting an opportunity to take my mama to go see, um,. The Alice in Wonderland, like, display at the uh, Atlanta Botanical Gardens. Dude, she was so cool. Brooke came with us. And, dude, it was awesome. So, basically, it's like it's like at the Botanical Gardens, so you already see a bunch of beautiful shit. But what they do is they make these, like, wire figures and, um, like, real thick wire. And they set them up like it looks like a cage of the figure. And then they, they put plants and flowers and, and bushes and things like all up in there to do all the, the color fill. And it's, dude, it's fucking beautiful, dude. She loved getting to see that, man. It was awesome. Oh, man, it was awesome. It was such a good time. I got a, I got a really good picture of that with her. And I, you know, I think that's the last picture I have with her. I went to a bunch of festivals um, after she died. Like I went to a festival maybe two weeks after she passed to try to 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 try to you know suppress all this rush of shit that was coming into my soul that I didn't understand what it was. Um, but man, when mom passed away, I didn't know what to do, and what happened next is well. That's pretty insane. You'll have to tune into the next episode to find out.